Hello, everyone. Bobby Wilson here from the TNT College Football Podcast. Glad to be back on this afternoon. Hope everybody's doing well. If you're listening to this next installment, I'm continuing my FBS College Football Breakdown Series, excuse me, where I'm breaking down all 133 teams in FBS College Football. Uh, Continuing with this segment with the Wisconsin Badgers, who last year went 7-6, 4-5 in the Big Ten. Uh, Wisconsin going going through some major overhaul from a, a coaching perspective, a system perspective, everything is going to look new in Madison this year. Um, in the middle of the year, they let Paul Christ go, <clears throat> which could be debated um, whether it was it was the right thing to do or not. As a former alum, I, I was really pulling for him, hoping things would work out. Um, but Luke Fickle is obviously a home run hire. Uh, the only coach who ever took was ever took a, a group of five pro- program to the college football playoff, and a a heck of a coach who has spent m- multiple decades in the Big Ten at Ohio State. So he knows this conference better than most, <clears throat> and he's been there and done that. Uh, the shift, the huge shift will come now when it comes to the hiring of offensive coordinator um, Phil Longo and just a a complete overhaul to the air raid offense, something that is completely flipping everything that Wisconsin has done over the past 30-plus years and almost their entire existence just to – It will be very, very interesting to see how this team looks in the air raid offense. This is a shift that is going to do one of two things. It's going to really surprise – it's obviously going to surprise a ton of people, including other programs, and it could lead to some confusion on on what to do when it comes to preparing for this team. But it could also lead to the potential of burned bridges in in the state of Wisconsin – with uh, <clears throat> the with the high school coaches in that state who who have tons of the run heavy type players, Wisconsin, the state of Wisconsin is known for having great offensive lines and running play, and <clears throat> it's going to be really interesting to see what this turns into down the road. It could be a huge, huge hit, or it could be something that could set this program back. Time will tell. Um, but let's start with the breakdown now. The Badgers play at Camp Randall Stadium, uh, one of the best stadiums in college football, um, the Madhouse. Uh, I, I had the privilege of attending a game there, uh, I believe, two years ago now, and it, it's it's a gem. I saw them play Army. It was a fantastic football game. Uh, <clears throat> jump around. Everybody knows how what that means, the tradition that it is. The stadium shakes. It is absolutely unbelievable and something that everybody should witness and and i'm looking forward to going back in the very near future because they have made some pretty significant upgrades to the stadium and uh, changing the layout a little bit in one of the end zones well i shouldn't say a little bit but significantly in one of the end zones so really really interesting to see how i'm looking forward to seeing it once again just because one it's one of the best stadiums in the country and one of the most passionate fan bases in college football Everybody knows about the Wisconsin student section and just how amazing it is. Um, but with this new, with these new renovations, I'm really intrigued to see 
moving forward um, what this will mean and look like for the program. <clears throat> uh, coach on the rise, I'm going with Devin Spaulding. He is their new running backs coach and a very, very new coach just in general. Served as a graduate assistant at Cincinnati in 2019. Then in 2020 through 2022, he's the running back coach at Youngstown State. He played running back and wide receiver at Central Michigan. Then, of course, just this year, hired on at Wisconsin. So this is a young coach who has risen through the ranks pretty quickly and uh, been given the keys to one of the best running back duos in the country in Braylon Allen and Ches Malusi. I'm really, really intrigued to see Coach Spaulding and what he's able to do with the greatness that is Braylon Allen and just what it's going to mean for his career and the trajectory for him as a coach skyrockets with being able to work with one of the best running backs in college football. <clears throat> uh, shifting now to the schedule, 2023 schedule, they open up against Buffalo. Then they go to Washington State, which is already scheduled for prime time on ABC, a revenge game for sure for the Badgers as the Cougs won in Madison last year. Then they return and play Georgia Southern. They go to Purdue on a Friday night. Then they get Rutgers, Iowa, at Illinois. They host Ohio State. They go to Indiana, Northwestern, Nebraska, and at Minnesota. Personally, I think this schedule puts, is put together really, really well for the Badgers to have some major success in year one. I think they are the prohibitive favorite in the West. Should be a top 15 to top 20 program in the country preseason. <clears throat> Looking at the schedule, I think it just sets up really, really well for them to have success early and often. Um, getting Iowa at home, getting Nebraska at home. They, of course, have to travel to rival Minnesota. And then that game with Ohio State. Wisconsin has had many struggles with Ohio State in the past decade plus. I think this could be a year. I'm not calling the upset, but I think this could be a year where things could shape up good for Wisconsin when it comes to this battle because they get them at home, and Ohio State, yes, by the end of October, will have more than likely gotten the quarterback situation figured out and the new offensive line that they have to put in place. But there is the potential for a big opportunity there for Wisconsin to make a statement um, just because of the opportunity that lies there. And, and I'm really, really intrigued to see what it could lead to. And the really interesting thing for me when it comes to that game is the week before, Ohio State hosts Penn State. So a major, major game from the national standpoint takes place a week prior. So Ohio State has a quick turnaround going on the road against a very good Wisconsin team. So I'm very, very intrigued looking at that game moving forward. Um, now shifting to a position-by-position position breakdown now, looking at the offensive side of the ball. Um, with the hiring of a new OC, Phil Longo, the offense will do a complete 180 to an air raid attack. And SMU transfer quarterback Tanner Mordecai has a great deal of experience in the system, throwing for 7,152 yards and 72 touchdowns the past two seasons at SMU. <clears throat> Unbelievable success for him. Now transitioning to the Big Ten, obviously there is a big jump 
from the AAC to the Big Ten from a defensive perspective and what he's going to be seeing and how he's going to have to break things down quickly and, and the like. But this is a quarterback who can definitely handle it. Um, they also added Braden Locke from Mississippi State and Nick Evans from Oklahoma to the quarterback position as a complete change was needed from the previous um, signal callers that were on the roster. Uh, the Badgers return one of the top running back duos in the country in Braylon Allen and Chez Malusi. Um, they have rushed for 3,798 yards and 30 touchdowns over the past two seasons. Um, obviously a, a unbelievable duo, <clears throat> but with the shift to the air raid, um, questions can be raised. How much will these guys be used? And Longo says they will still be a focal point of the offense, and I think they have to be. I mean, Braylon Allen is legitimately one of the best running backs in the country, and uh, Malusi has done an amazing job as well when he has had opportunities averaging 4.5 yards per carry. Uh, the receiving core returns five tight ends who have all seen time, along with wide receivers, Tamiri Dyke, Skylar Bell, and Keontes Lewis. And then it's the additions of four wide receivers in C.J. Williams from USC, Will Pauling and Quincy Burroughs from Cincinnati, and Bryson Green from Oklahoma State that gives this unit a lot to look forward to. There are some really, really talented guys catching the football now at Wisconsin where we haven't been able to say that for quite some time. C.J. Williams from USC should be able to come in and do some amazing things in this offense. And like I said, with five different tight ends who are all going to be utilized, this, this is going to be a really fun unit to watch. Now, the new scheme should have the biggest effect on the offensive line, though. I think this is the biggest, I don't want to say question mark because there's some amazing talent here, but it's the shift to a different scheme with wider blocking, passing, pass protection that Wisconsin just hasn't done where they have these big mauling running run first offensive linemen um, that, that it'll just be interesting to watch and already a talented and experienced group has added uh, center Jake Renfro and right guard Joe Huber from Cincinnati and then uh, Tanner Bartoloni and Jack Nelson lead a solid group of returners. It's going to be really interesting, like I said, to see how this group meshes um, moving forward. We all know Wisconsin is known for their great offensive line over the past 30-plus years. So it's going to be really interesting to see moving forward what this looks like here. Uh, shifting to the defense, the defense is making a shift to a 3-3-5 three, three, uh, hoping to blend former defensive coordinator Jim Leonard's uh, top-ranked uh, run defense with new defensive coordinator Mike Tressel's second-ranked pass defense at Cincinnati last season. So they're going to try and mesh both of the great units together to form something really special. The 3-3-5 alignment is going to allow for lots of shifting um, from different players, whether it be linebackers, defensive backs to kind of play all over the field to confuse defenses. And I think it could be something really, really fun to watch. Um, the defensive line will rely on Isaiah Mullins, Rodas Johnson, and James Thompson to disrupt things. They combined for 14 TFLs last season, and definitely more will be expected from them. And watch out for Temple transfer Darian Varner uh, to provide some help there. Uh, he, he had a pretty good past couple years for the Temple Owls. 
the linebacking core is an exciting group. I'm really, really excited to watch this team. Mayma Njogmenta had 95 tackles last year, and Jordan Turner return as inside linebackers. And the Badgers have a plethora of options at outside linebacker. Uh, C.J. Goats, Daryl Patterson, or Peterson, Caden Johnson, T.J. Bowlers, and Michigan State transfer Jeff Piotrowski can all get it done. And Piotrowski and Goats could really provide some a spark off the edge getting to the quarterback. Uh, the secondary returns plenty as well. Safeties, uh, Travion Bl Blaylock, Hunter Wooler, and Kamai Latau all have great experience. As as does as do cornerbacks uh, Ricardo Hallman and Alexander Smith. Uh, the additions of cornerbacks uh, Jason Mitri from Boston College and Nazir Forquern from uh, Division II Grand Valley State provide solid depth. Uh, Grand Valley State is my alum as a former member of the basketball program. There, <clears throat> I'm extremely excited to see not only Forquern do some really good things. For this unit but also the special teams unit uh, the special teams unit they've added matt mitchell who's the former head coach at grand valley state really looking forward to seeing him have some success in the big 10 here uh, the special teams unit will see a battle take place for the punting role while the kicking role belongs strictly to ohio transfer nathaniel vocus who made more kicks than any freshman in college football last season he was 22 or 27 so a really really solid kicker he even made a 55 yard field goal in their bowl game, which they won. <clears throat> Final analysis now, this is my opinion, looking at the Wisconsin Badgers. Uh, Luke Fickle was a home run hire as a head coach. I, I'm, there weren't many better hires in the uh, head coaching cycle than Luke Fickle. I mean, what he's done as a head coach at Cincinnati uh, can't be matched by many, or, or any really. Uh, the addition of offensive coordinator Phil Longo is what will leave fans wondering. Fans, media, everyone in college football it leaves them wondering, like, what, what is this going to do? It's, it's obviously, like I've said, it's a complete 180 from what they've done over the past 30-plus years um, with the Barry Alvarez and all the other coaches down the line. Um, so it's a huge shift. I'm a former college head coach, and the, the thing I question with this transition or shift is – looking at what it will do to the landscape of high school coaches in the state of Wisconsin. Will they then feel a bit alienated by this change as Wisconsin for so long has just been ground and pound and that's what you do because the weather in Wisconsin when it turns to October, November, it is rough. And and I would just wonder if, there, if any of these high school coaches will feel a bit alienated by this process and left out and maybe want to shift away from it. The only thing that I think Wisconsin really has going for them from that perspective is they are the only D1 university in the state. They're the only one. <clears throat> the other ones, the WIAC, the D3 conferences, the best in D3 football. But if you have a marquee player, you've always sent them to Wisconsin. So I'm really intrigued to see what that does moving forward. Uh, Wisconsin, like I said, Wisconsin will look a lot different in 2023. And it will take some time to get used to <clears throat> to those changes as a fan and, and just as a media member as and the other coaches in the conference and the teams that are going to be playing against. It's going to be a bit of a shock to see this. However, the Badgers have everything it takes to have a great season in 2023. 
and, and I, I'm a firm believer that this team has everything it takes to win the Big Ten West. And I think that they're going to be one of the top 15 to 20 teams at the end of the year when you're looking at them saying this team <clears throat> is, is a legitimate football team that can battle with almost anyone in the country. And this is just year one of Luke Fickle. It's going to be really intriguing, though, to see this process as it moves forward with all the changes that they've made, though. So hope you enjoyed this breakdown. Uh, it's one of the favorite things that I get to do year in, year out. I love doing this. Um, please like, subscribe, wherever you listen to the podcast. Please get the podcast Twitter account to follow at TNT Couch Foot One. Everybody have a good day. God bless.